This is kind of awkward. Welcome to Camo Sports, where once upon a time, this was a weekly podcast covering news that happened across the sports world. It might as well be a yearly podcast at this point, because I think I have it posted in, what, like nine months? The big question you're probably asking yourself that you want to hear from me is where have I been at? I'm going to go ahead and give you a warning first that I might ramble about this before we get to talk about the sports topics I'm going to cover today. But a lot has happened in my life since last time I posted. Like I said, I think I have it posted in nine months. Here's a few reasons why they came to the top of my head. There are probably more reasons, but it's just the ones that stood out to me. One was school. I was getting behind on my schoolwork a pretty good bit where I had to procrastinate because editing this podcast actually takes a good bit of time because I want to get it perfect and I want it to sound good. And I just need to focus on school instead of focusing on a podcast because I was getting behind on my schoolwork. Another thing is injuries. Tore my hamstring. My back's messed up, and I just had surgery on my ankle. I had tightrope surgery on my ankle. When you have injuries that I have had, they take a toll on you, not just physically, but mentally. So I just wasn't in the mental space where I could record a podcast. Another thing is I wanted to give my full attention, the majority of my time, to my final years of uh, me playing sports because I'm not playing at the next level. So my football career is already over with, and now I have a baseball career. So I, I wanted to put my full efforts into that, into the into whatever sports season we're in. Another thing is during my non-school blocks, I get very tired and half the time I'm taking naps. And if you're taking naps, you have no time to record because I can't do it when my family's here because I have to have a quiet environment when I record. And if you know anything about my family, we're the loudest crap. So I, I have to record when no one's here, and the only time I'm here is those blocks, but I'm taking naps, so then I'll have energy for the rest of the day. Another thing is, if you know anything about me, I am a perfectionist. I'll, it takes a lot of time to edit and get this right, and I want it to be perfect, because that's just how I am. So it takes me a good bit to edit it right, so I just haven't had the time to. And like I said earlier, I just haven't been in the um, right state of mind, physically or mentally, to record and I would like to go ahead and apologize for lying because I said I was going to start posting weekly and stuff. Clearly didn't do that. <laughs> so, sorry about that. And I'm just going to go ahead and be honest. I don't know when, how regularly I'm going to be posting because I still have school. I have my senior year of baseball to focus on. I'm still trying to recover from my ankle injury. So I may not post for a long, long time. I could post next week. I mean, it all depends on how much time I have. Uh, a few changes that I'm going to make about this podcast just to make things go smooth is not posting on YouTube, meaning no face cam. I liked having a face cam so then you could see you could actually see me, but when I went back and looked at it, the face cam was not in sync with the audio. So it looked like my mouth was moving and the words weren't matching what I was actually saying. Because in order for that to happen, I would have to be either a great, great, great editor or I would need like expensive equipment for that. And I don't have the expensive equipment for that because that's like thousands of dollars. And I'm also not the greatest in the world at editing. I'm getting better, trying to at least. But yeah, we're just going to have no face cam. So it's just going to be the audio, just like a podcast, not just like a YouTube video, if that makes sense. Another thing is quality over quantity. I want to make sure what I put out I'm proud of and I think is good instead of, okay, I have to post weekly. I have to get one out every week. I'm not going to be out that anymore. When I want to post and I feel like it's appropriate to post, I will post a uh, new episode. And also, 
when I was trying to do a weekly podcast, I would have to fill in time so I would talk about something that I'm not passionate about or I don't want to talk about, like a random NFL game. That's terrible. I don't want to talk about that. A random NBA game. I don't want to talk about that all the time. So if I don't have a desire to talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just not going to post because when I talk, I want to be passionate. I want to be knowledgeable about what I'm doing. And like I said earlier, there's not a set timeline for when I am going to post. But I'm going to post when I'm satisfied and proud of what I made and I have the time to do it. And I think that covers everything. So I just want to say sorry again for not for lying and saying that I was going to post weekly and I didn't tell anybody about it. But I'm going to try my best to post when I can, when I have time, but I don't know when that's going to be. But enough talking. Let's go ahead and get to the topics that we're going to cover today. This is going to be a all-college football episode today. I'm going to be talking about the breakdown of the SEC championship game this year and my reaction to the college football playoffs rankings. First, we're going to start with the SEC championship game. Alabama 27, Georgia 24. I'll go ahead and flat out say I am a Georgia fan. So if it seems a little biased, it's because I'm a Georgia fan. About the game now. I could sit up here and blame injuries like some teams have done in the past. You can insert the team. I could sit up here and blame the referees like some teams have done in the past. You can also insert team there. I'm not going to make excuses about that. We lost. Simple as that. So before every game, if me and dad are watching it together, we go over our predictions and thoughts about the game. And there were two things that me and dad both agreed with. And we both came to agree that this game is going to come down to two things. Who wins the trenches? And who wins the turnover battle? Whoever wins those two things are going to win the football game. Plain and simple. And in the game of football, if you win those two things, you're most likely going to win the football game. The only outlier, I would say, is if you got like a great, great quarterback. Because a great quarterback, like if you had a Mahomes or Joe Burrow, or college example, if you had like a Tim Tebow or people like that, great quarterback play can cover a lot can cover up a lot of deficiencies you has as a team and lack of skill and execution. But both teams that I'm talking about with Alabama with Jalen Milrow and Georgia with Carson Beck, neither of them are great. They're they're good quarterbacks, but they're not great and can't cover up for the lack of execution and stuff like that. But as far as both teams go, I feel like both teams did not play their best game. Georgia played terrible. Did not play their best game at all. And Alabama, I don't think they played their best game either. Uh, they definitely outplayed Georgia, I'll tell you that. But I feel like Alabama could have played better, could have put us away way earlier than they actually did. But it was obvious throughout the entire game that the Georgia Bulldogs lost the line of scrimmage. Our offensive line was getting whipped for most of the game. All season, we have relied on our physicality, and our ability to run the ball and just punish you. And throughout the entire game, we couldn't get the run game going at all. I mean, Georgia had 31 attempts for 78 yards, and it's 2.5 yards a carry. And one of those was on the very first drive where Milton had a 17-yard touchdown run. You take that away, there's no telling what the dang yards per carry looks like. And, of course, Alabama outrushed us. They had 41 attempts for... 114 yards and 2.8 a carry. Not much better, but they were also trying to chew the clock and staying in bounds and kneeing the ball. So that that takes away from your rushing stats as well. But Georgia was behind the chains early and often 
there was several times, I mean several times, where we would pick up one yard in the run game, and now it's second and nine. And no one wants to be in the second and nine. You at least want to get a three- to four-yard gain every first down. But we were just behind the chains. Either it was penalties or a sack or we just let – we couldn't block them. Funny and simple as that. Our defense was getting whipped, in the, especially in the first half. Our defensive line was getting bullied. They were running the ball all over us. The stats don't really give it justice because if you actually watch the game, they were in the first half, Alabama could do whatever they want in the running game. They could. Now, in the second half, our defense played decent, and we actually started to stop the run and stuff. But the problem what happened with our defense and why Alabama was able to capitalize on some was because – our D-line could not win one-on-one matchups. All year, we haven't had to send like eight people, seven people, because our defensive line was able to win a one-on-one matchup. Our defensive end would be able to take the left tackle or the right tackle, and then our nose guards would be able to take on double teams. But against Alabama in the SC Championship game, we could not at all. Our defensive line could not win one-on-one matchups, which caused us to have to send multiple dudes, like sending a linebacker, sending all the linebackers, sending outside linebackers, the slot dudes. And, even, heck, I even saw some cornerback blitzes that, that we had to run because we couldn't get pressure. And when you're sending dudes constantly like that, and that's the only way you're going to get pressure, it hurts you in the secondary in the back end because now you're losing dudes. So you're just expecting your corners to be on an island and cover those receivers for so long. And Alabama's receivers, I give them credit, they made some plays on one-on-one matchups. And we couldn't do anything about it because we had to send so many dudes or Jalen Miro was going to have a picnic in the pocket. Yeah, but I'm not here making excuses. I want to give credit to Alabama's offensive and defensive line. They dominated us. It wasn't just our O-line and D-line played bad. It's just Bama's offensive and defensive line just bullied us. They came ready to play. They were favored to lose, and they took it to heart. And they just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. And they, and they won the trenches easily. I will say, Jalen Milrow, I don't think he played good at all. I see some analysts talking about how he's a star in the making. I didn't think Jalen Milrow played good at all. He missed a lot of throws, and there was a lot of times where it was a wide-open receiver, and he just didn't look at him. But now, when he needed to make a play, he didn't make a play. Like That, that shovel pass was a, such a good play. That was the only way he could get it off is if he did a shovel pass right there. That was huge. And then he had a few scrambles that hurt. Like a, I think it was a 30- or 40-yard run in the fourth quarter that really hurt but one of the biggest things why Georgia lost to Bama was because um the false start we had on the field goal I think it was going to be like a 45 yarder or something like that I don't have I don't have the exact yardage but I think it was like a 45 yarder and then we get a false start I don't know what number it was because the referees were getting numbers wrong the entire game so I'm not sure what number it was but somebody false started on our field goal team and made us back up and then you saw the kick. If it was from if it was from 45, it probably would have went in. But because it was from 50, kept drifting to the right, and then he just missed it. So that false start was huge because that's three points that we just left on the board that we needed. I thought Carson Beck played okay. I don't think he played great by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought he played pretty good. The only things I would say Carson Beck did bad at times was maybe not checking out our run plays when they clearly we don't have the numbers to block them. Or Carson Beck maybe holding onto the ball for too long and taking some sacks they probably shouldn't have. But the big thing that Carson Beck was the fumble. If you watch that play back, if Carson Beck would have put it in Bell's hands, it would have been a huge game. There was like maybe two dudes and we had th- three people coming to block him. So we had the numbers, it's just he 
He tossed it up and Bell didn't have it, and then we fumbled. And we gave Alabama three free points on that. And three free points was the deciding factor in the game. Think about it. If we don't fumble right there, even if we punt, they don't get three points right there because our defense was playing good at that point. And then also with that missed field goal and the false start, I mean, we win the ball game just off of that. Another big issue was third down. Like I said, we were behind the chains a lot, so we had a lot of third downs. And we were only 4 of 12 on third down. Alabama was 3 for 13, so not much better. But still, Georgia, just we, we kept having to punt and punt and punt or set up for fair goals and stuff like that. And a lot of them were third and longs because our running game was non-existent. But I'm not making excuses, okay? They beat us, okay? Plain and simple. Alabama beat us. As Nick Saban always says, they took the rat poison, and they came in Atlanta, and they beat us. They were out there more physical than us, and we couldn't stop the run, and they just kept pounding it. And then when they needed to pass and make plays, they made plays in the passing game. And I, like I said, there's teams that blame I, – I, I, could sit, I could sit here and argue, okay? I, I mean, the non-reviewable catch, I could blame the game on that. I can blame the game on Brock Bowers not being 100%, Mims getting played like the first quarter, and Vlad McConkey not being hurt. I, I could sit here and blame that, but I'm not going to because I don't make excuses. They flat out beat us, and you play with what you got. I'm not going to be like other teams that Georgia's played in the past. Um, But, yeah, my overall thoughts on the loss, though, me and Dad kind of had the same reaction. Like, I'm not super mad over losing. Losing sucks. I get that, and I really, really want a three-peat. But I'm going to be honest – Am I really supposed to be that mad at 29-1? and one? We haven't lost a game in two and a half years, something like that. And we had two back-to-back national championships in three years. I mean, am I really supposed to be mad at that? When you're like me or, or dad, and you only cheer for your home state teams, meaning the Braves, meaning the Falcons, the Hawks, Georgia, when you cheer for those teams, you really appreciate winning. Because how rare it is and how hard it is. Because, I mean, like I was way more mad when the Braves lost than I was when Georgia lost. So I was way more mad. But I'm not going to be mad at 29-1. and Because like the, like the Falcons are not good right now, okay? It's very hard. We're just mediocre. And the Hawks, don't even get me started by the Hawks. So I'm not overly mad. I mean, I, I appreciate what we've done. 29-1, yes, I really, really wanted to be in the national championship and win uh, and three-peat. But... It's very hard to get into the playoff, and it's very hard to win a national championship. So I'll take 29-1 and two back-to-back national championships any day of the week. Final thing I'm going to talk about the SC championship game. Anybody who's ever even watched a football game knows that the two teams that played in Atlanta in the SC championship game were their two of the top four teams in the country. Flat out, plain and simple. You know they are both in the top four in the country. That's just a fact. If you were just talking about the best teams, you know both of them are in the top four. But what do you know, and this is going to transition to our next segment, the reaction to the college football ranking. A lot of controversy. I mean, every year is controversy. I mean, it's been ever, ever since they only did four. We, we went to a playoff. Heck, even when there was only uh, one and two play for the national championship, there's always been... Somebody got robbed. Somebody didn't deserve to get in. There's always been like an argument there. But the rankings ended up being Michigan 1, fine with that. Washington 2, fine with that. And then Texas 3 and Bama 4. Here's what I'll say, okay? I just don't understand the committee. Like I said earlier, okay? If we're just going off eye test, okay? 
Like right now, who do we see as the best four teams? The best four teams would be Michigan, Washington, Georgia, Bama. And maybe you could say that Texas is above Washington. And I'll say this, if you're saying, oh, you're just being a biased Georgia fan. No, because the committee clearly thinks Georgia is a great, great, great win because Alabama beating Georgia jumped them up four places from eight to all the way to four. So Georgia had to be pretty good for them to do that. Georgia dropped a six when they lost a neutral-sided SC championship game. But I, I don't know. If we're going off of the most deserving, if we're talking about the most deserving four teams in the country, I think it's obvious that it would be Michigan, because they're undefeated. Washington, undefeated. Te- Florida State, undefeated. And then either Texas or Bama. I would probably lean towards Texas because they beat Alabama. Because I'm a big thing of head-to-head matchups. That's just me. I don't. You never know what the committee thinks, but I go off of head-to-head matchups. And Texas went on the road in Tuscaloosa and beat Bama. Now, that Bama team they played there was nowhere near how good it is now. But I would say Texas is deserving to get in. So Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. That's the most deserving. And I'll tell you this. Diehard Georgia fan over here. I'm not even mad that Georgia didn't make it. I don't think we deserve to be in the playoff. I don't think so. But what I'm frustrated and mad over is the inconsistency of the college football committee. So, like I said about Florida State being deserving, this is the first time a Power 5 team won their conference, went undefeated, and missed the college football playoff. I think Florida State deserved and got robbed. Okay, because I feel like if you got undefeated and you have a conference championship game, I think you should be in. Now, this is why I get frustrated and mad. Because the committee came out. I think, I, I, I can't remember if it was the chairman, but one person on ESPN came on ESPN and was talking about it. And I watched the interview and he said, the reason why Florida State is not in is because the team they were when Jordan Travis was playing is not the same team that we saw when Jordan Travis was hurt. That's what they said. And that's the truth because in the past two weeks, their offense hasn't been very good, but they won with defense. Then they played their third-string quarterback. I mean, come on. Which, the ruling that they said that Florida State was not in because, like I said, they're not the same team that they were when they had Jordan Travis. That's fine with me, okay? But the big thing with me is you have to be consistent. Consistency is important. The committee says that players and coaches' availability is taken into account when deciding the rankings. They already said that. Okay? So that is why Bama was able to be over Florida State. Because they they saw that Florida State is not one of the best four teams in the country. That's what they said because they don't have Jordan Travis anymore. But here's the big thing about me that gets under my skin is you say that about Florida State not being the same team without Jordan Travis. So what's the argument that Florida State is better than Georgia? If you say the reason why Florida State is not in because of a lack of a quarterback, then how can you put them better than Georgia? Simple as that. They put Bama ahead not only because they want money. and Not a lot of people are going to watch a Florida State-Michigan game. They're going to tune in if it's Michigan-Alabama. It's all business. If you say the reason why you put Bama ahead of Florida State is because right now, if they played head-to-head, Bama would beat them. And yes, I agree with that. If Bama 
and Florida State played right now, Bama would win 10 out of 10 times. But, newsflash, if you haven't figured out, Georgia would do the same thing as well. We would beat them 10 out of 10 times. And I know they had a great season, but the team we saw play Louisville and the team we saw against Florida, I mean, I think Ohio State and Oregon might beat Florida State at this point because they don't have a quarterback. If you said the reason why Florida State is not in is because they don't have a quarterback and not the same team, so why is Georgia below Florida State? Do you think Florida State would beat Georgia right now? I mean, if you think that, I might need to get drug tested. But there's just no argument to me about that. Like I said, Georgia doesn't have to be in, okay? It could have been Michigan, Washington, and then Texas, and then it could have been Bama. And I would and I'd be fine with that if they put Georgia at five and then Florida State at six. Or Ohio State at six and Florida State at seven. Okay? I would agree with that. But when you say that the lack of quarterback is why Florida State is not in the playoff over Bama, then you have to do the same with Georgia. You have to stay consistent. Consistency is important. Okay? But like I said, there's no argument that you can make. That The only argument that you can make is that they're a conference champion and Georgia's not. I mean, come on. The SEC is way more superior to the ACC. I mean, come on. I'll just use this as an example because some people are saying, well, like the ACC is 6-4 and four against the SEC. So the ACC, the ACC is actually better. Well, five of the eight college football playoff national championships in recent years have all been SEC. Auburn won it one year. LSU won it one year. Georgia's won it a couple times. Bama's won it a couple times. I mean... Come on, like, you know the SEC is just better, okay? The committee ranking stupid is flawed and just not consistent. I don't know how many times I've said that this time, but it's just not. I mean, we're going to 12 teams, but, I mean, I think the same thing's got to happen because we got to do something different because the committee has too much leeway into getting whatever they want. They say a reason, and then they don't apply it to another ranking that they make because, like, like I said, Bamba being in, Florida State being ahead of Georgia just doesn't make sense at all, okay? In my opinion, if they want the best four teams in, it would be Michigan, Washington, Bama, Georgia. But they don't do the best four teams. They say they do that, but they don't do it, okay? I think when you're undefeated conference champ, you should get in. But if the committee wants to do the four best teams, then Florida State should not just be below... Alabama, they should be below Georgia. In my opinion, the right thing to do, I would say, is to put Michigan in, Washington, Florida State, Texas. Now you're gonna be now you're gonna be like, you're gonna leave out the SEC? Yes. Because there's just no room. Texas went down to Tuscaloosa and beat them. Georgia has a loss, Bama has a loss, and Texas has the tiebreaker over them. I think that's how it should be. Which I think the truth, honestly, is that there is no correct answer in this. Like, like I said, well, I'm very happy we're going to 12 teams. I mean, about time. But I think it's still going to be the same thing. The system is still flawed, and like I don't think there's any way to change. If we go by the same rules that we've been going by this year, I mean, there might not be a correct answer because they don't even know what to do. I think Bama probably should have been in. They could be in, okay? But I just want the committee to be consistent. If you put Bama ahead of Florida State because they don't have a quarterback that you have to put Georgia ahead of Florida State. And if the rankings went Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama, Georgia, Florida State, 
I'm be perfectly fine with that. But when you say one thing and then you backtrack on the other thing, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't get it. And I don't know, when you put 13 people in a room, is that always the best thing to do and that's gonna get you the right answer? No, it's not. But I don't know. I think the way we should do it now is if, if you win your conference, you should be in. And then we just go by strength of record. The main thing that I wanted to stress here, and I've said it so many times, is consistency. If the committee was consistent, there wouldn't be that big of a mess. But because the committee is not consistent throughout their entire rankings, it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's all I got for this episode. Like I said, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to be able to post again. Not sure. Hopefully, unless something comes up, because I finished my college work, so I have a good bit of time on my hands. Maybe I can get another episode next week. Because the next episode I post, it will be talking about the Falcons, and I'm going to rant about the Falcons and how we're just playing to be mediocre. We're not getting anywhere, and like, what in the world are we doing? Don't, don't get me started. I'll start yelling. But I want to do a full episode about the Falcons. I still have to cover the Braves and the debacle we had in the playoffs. And then I could also talk about the Hawks, and then the in-season tournament and how we need to fire whoever painted those courts. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, once again, I want to say sorry for n- for not posting in so long. When I have time, I'm going to post. I don't know when that will be. But I just want to say, if you actually sat through this entire thing, I want to say thank you. I know I'm not good at podcasting at all. I probably have an annoying voice. I'm probably stuttering the entire time. But... I, I just like talking about sports, and it's just kind of a happy place. If you actually managed to get this entire thing, I want to say thanks. But that's all I got for today. Thanks for watching, and I'll see y'all whenever I post next.